This is your boy. <laughs> this is your boy Joey Burnham, and this is another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. Yeah, with your boy Fred Freeze. I'm over here hating on everything. All of y'all niggas in these streets. Yes, sir. Because some <laughs> niggas need to be hated on. That's right. Today we're gonna discuss battle rap and the yeah. differences between this generation of battle rap and the previous generation of battle rap. I think Fred will be the representer in our debate yes, for the yes, yes. previous generation and I'll be the representative for the new generation of battle rap. We're also going to talk about the Nicki Minaj and the Cardi B beef and somewhere in there we're going to slide in this whole Eminem everybody versus Eminem versus everybody instead of Eminem versus, versus everybody. everybody yeah. we, and we, we'll, we'll dive into that but first what you want to talk about first the battle rap or the Nicki Minaj and Cardi what you want to go with first um, let's go and jump on the battle rap right quick Okie dokie. King of the Dot. Bullpen. Bullpen. Which is in Atlanta. Yep. Black Ice Cartel. RBE. Yep. Ultimate Rap League. Brack. <laughs> yeah. Smrack. I fuck with all that shit. Yes. Me, Joey Burnham, I love battle rap of any generation. Yes. I love the pre written era and the written era that we're in now. And that's a debate that we have been having for a long time fred and i fred freeze have been having this debate and i respect both he respects both but fred freeze i feel as if you lean more toward the pre-written era more so tell us why mr freeze uh the the pre-written era of course it has a unfair it has an unfair mystique to it because it actually came from we're battling in itself came from it kind of came from like you know rappers kind of stepping up to get their rep from battling and there were fewer platforms like what we just said here where we get into the wwe style where people are pretty much creating personas and getting known for it yeah and a lot of times these guys had to have ammunition ready for whoever stepped to them you know because somebody was going to test their skills so they had rhymes it was still they were still written but they were using their mind and they had like an arsenal of rhymes and they could plug your demise in there make it they could craft a rhyme that they could easily plug something about you that was derogatory in the rhyme that would kind of throw you off you know what i'm saying and make everybody go ooh you're garbage because this guy said this about you um but I think the thing that gets me most about that is the way they delivered. They delivered it in a, a type of way that they often, if it wasn't just freestyle, they often made it look that way. Now, they also could freestyle even, you know, ridiculously yeah. well. A lot of them could freestyle ridiculously well, and they would play the dozens with rhymes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they even had to do it to beats. Um, so that that was the mystique of yesteryear and I think that's the one thing that got me about it I like the organic nature of it and I like what it was but I love the fact that rappers are getting paid that's number one I love the fact that even though there's a strike we're gonna talk about that I got some issues with that yeah there's a battle rap strike battle, right battle, now. battle rap strike so there's gonna, gonna be some battle rap scabs out there trying to get in a lot of y'all bum ass dudes has been on the bench y'all go <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all this to is get, my time this is my time all the good guys have quit <laughs> oh strike but uh I like the fact that there's a chance for artists to get paid who craft this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that it's, they've organized it and they brought it forward. Uh, my issue is it 
it feels a lot more like slam poetry. Uh, and that ain't a bad thing. It's just looking at these guys. Nowadays, it feels, it feels nowadays, like it poetry. feels a lot more like the way slams were. Uh, except for it's more of a the dozens derogatory slam type situation. Mm-hmm. And that ain't a negative thing. It's like, I think it's just a pers- personal preference that I like the mystique that was given off. Like when people had was whispering, hey, Rakim may take on, we want Rakim to take on Big Daddy Kane. We'll put up any amount of money. That whisper alone was enough that was whatever. When you saw like how Biggie, how dudes just walked up on Biggie trying to rap and got destroyed. You know what I'm saying? And like how Jay-Z would talk about how he had to battle to represent Marcy. Like they would go bring in DMX or whoever to take him on. And then you would get to the point where you get to arenas and you get to stuff like where uh, there was a Rap Olympics. That that was the first. That, those type of uh, events were the first type of events that got us to where King yeah, of the Dots Scribble Jam Scribble and Jam, Rap Olympics, Rap Olympics. And, um, and when Blaze Magazine was out and I think it was uh, Slug or Atmosphere he had won one time yep he won the Blaze Battle yep and uh, he had the you know the, the Blaze Battle belt so that type of thing that was different that was a different era you had to be a different type of rapper to be in it and you know of course I'm, I'm sure a lot of these guys I'm talking about would love that time this time right now because you're getting a check I mean, I, you know, again, I'm for everybody getting paid. And you don't have to freestyle. And you don't have you to can freestyle. if you want to. It's a choice. Yes, it's a choice. And, and I, like I said, I have no problem with writings. I don't have no problem with freestyles. It's just the overall feel to me um, of it being a slam. It's kind of like, you know, you kind of feel some sort of way. But I, it's amazing that these guys remember all this stuff, number one. You see what I'm saying? Because that's a yeah. lot. So I take nothing away from battle rap on that. These guys are sitting here there. I would never try. Which it. some niggas don't. So, yeah, you know, you got that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Um, and a lot of times that's not taking off as much from you. Uh, but that's pretty much it to me. I, I would say it's one of those things where I just like the mystique of the old stuff. There was yeah. almost some kind of gravitas to it, mm-hmm. some kind of un- more underlying meaning. But now that everything has been orchestrated, even though it's positive, you know, because people are getting money now. Um, it's just it's taking a little bit of that gravitas away. I know guys they try to really, and some people have been punched in the face or they've done stupid stuff, which kind of jeopardizes a lot of stuff. And I don't want that type of stuff. I don't want nobody to be dying behind this, and I don't want nobody really fighting for real. But you know, there was still more of that around the way gravitas that was put on those older battles. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. yes, I use the word gravitas. I want y'all to you know do like Bumpy said, read a book, step up your vocab. I like I like both eras equally. Yeah. You know, earlier I referred to myself as a representative of the newer style of battle rapping. Yeah. But I'm a representative of both. Yeah. You know, me being in my mid-30s, I remember both. Yeah. You remember the pre-written era more than I do. Yeah. But I, I remember both. Mm-hmm. Um, there are pros and cons to both. So I'll just break down the pros starting with the pre-written era. In the pre-written area... The pros were the ability to freestyle and adjust in real time to your opponent, which gave you some of the most amazing moments in battle rap when you can adjust on the fly to what a person says. Exactly. You don't have that as much now because it's written. Another pro to the pre-written era was, like you said, the anytime, any place, anywhere, if we get paid or not mentality. It was almost like a Shogun era. You could yep. be walking down the street, and if that MC from a rival clique or or the other town approaches you, there is no let's sign a contract and do it 
a month from now. I have experienced that. You got a battle right here, right now. I have experienced that. <laughs> so there was like an immediacy, a real time response, a stay on your toes aspect you had to have yeah. as a battle rapper back then. And because of that, you had to think like an MC at all times. At all times, yeah. You were like you never knew. It's like you. Was, it was truly like the Wild West. It was I the mean, Wild West. About, I was. You be walking on your college campus. Anytime, any place, anywhere. You better be ready, written or not. Yeah. And I and I'm telling you, I've been on my college campus and like dudes just walk up. We battled nights before, and they wanted like here we are again, and they walking with me. I'm trying to just go to the store. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, golly, man, am I going to fight these dudes or am I just going to battle these dudes? Because it's getting tiring. So that aspect you know? of it, as you just mentioned, that's the pros of yeah. the pre-written era. The cons of the pre-written era, which they're really not cons. is more like nitpicks of mine. The cons would be, unfortunately, the more freestyling you have, the more brain farts you have. Yeah, yeah. And even if you get through your freestyle, sometimes you have subpar lyrics. Yeah. This is comparatively now. I'm talking about if you compare a pre-written battle to a post, then you're going to like the writtens over the freestyle. Exactly. It's it's an unfair comparison to make. Unless you're somebody like Craig B. or Juice who just... Yeah. Those guys are like freakish. Those are the best at the freestyle. Yeah, they're they're, they're freakish. And Percy P., Percy P, Supernatural. Yeah. Um, no Can Do was probably yeah on the tail end. Yes. Thesaurus, those guys hit, were on hit the tail end. Hit you with a bayonet. That's a knife, a, a gun. You should run for your life. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Them niggas was dope with that shit. So, the, so in summary, when it comes to the pros and cons of the pre-written, the real-time aspect of it, any place, anytime, anywhere. That was amazing. But sometimes the lyrics will fall on deaf ear because you're making some shit up off the top of your head. And not everybody can make great lyrics that way. But I'm going to tell you, simplistic lyrics tend to play more for a certain crowd. Because one thing that bothers me, and I hate to cut you off, one thing that bothers me about today, and like I said, I really like today more than people understand, but because I love the fact that everybody getting paid, and like I said, it's a good, all of that's good. But my big thing is, it seems that it feels like those beat battles, and it feels like so many other things. You know what? You bring all of your friends, and they cheer you on, and like that's you know they're gonna you know that's gonna carry you over more than anything else. Whereas it was almost like you against the world, like you brought your friends, but that wasn't even enough to carry you over. You feel me? It's like dudes were like there to see who was gonna get it. You feel me? And like, and that was it. They were there for the, they were there for the train wreck. Like, it's almost like a train wreck. This dude said he can rap, so I'm yeah. finna get him. I'm finna see can my boy rap. I'm finna see can whatever. So they were almost there for the train wreck. They were there for you to fail. That's what it almost felt like <laughs> back in the day. Whereas everybody today, it's like, you know how you got beat battles. Like, if I bring enough of you guys with me to a beat battle, you can overpower the crowd. Yeah, that's a um. A technique I see used, I see it used a lot today. I see a lot of people. Hollow the Dine, yeah. Hollow the Dine is real good at winning the battle before the battle. Yeah, we're talking about the new era of battle rap right now with Hollow the Dine, legendary battle rapper, has battled for every modern battle league you can think of, from URL to King of the Dot. I even think he battled with Lions Den, which was Loaded Lux's league. Um, 
This nigga will put plants in the crowd. He'll have people on stage. I believe he was battling. I want to say he was battling Charlie Clips. And Charlie Clips have has a rap slogan. Battle rappers now have rap slogans so popular that you can it it'll 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 bring forth a call and response and niggas know their shit. Yes. But anyway, um, yeah, Hollow the Don printed up shirts with his opponent's rap slogan on it and in secret sold the shirts before the battle started and made money off his opponent's slogan. Nobody knew who was selling the shirts. So in the battle, Hollow the Dime revealed to the crowd, oh yeah, and those shirts that you thought you were buying from Charlie Clips, I'm the one that sold them to you. And that was his angle in the battle. He does stuff before the battle. You don't have time to do that in the in the older era of battle rap, which I think that's a plus. I think nowadays you can prepare for a battle. Not that the older rappers or the rappers from the previous generation wouldn't do it. Of course they would do stuff like that because they're smart enough, they're creative enough. But in this new era of rap, you have time to prepare for a rap. You have time to study your opponent. It's like this new era of shit is like boxing. Yeah. You can watch tape on your opponent. You can see their strengths and their weaknesses. You can write six verses even though you're only going to spit. You can write 12 verses even though you're only going to spit three rounds. Yeah. So now you can interchange what verse you need to hit him with according to what he says. Um, so I think the new era of battle rap, what I like about that is the fact that people are getting money, the fact that you can prepare for a battle, the fact that if you remember your shit... Your lyrics are super dope and intricate because they're written. What I don't like about the new era of battle rap is niggas are getting paid so much money that they're not hungry and they're not trying and they're not starving. And niggas are starting to become partners. Yeah. For example, I've seen T-Rex. I forgot who it was, but I've seen T-Rex basically call a nigga up and be like, hey, you want to go get money? And I've heard of it. I'm going to make up a scenario, but T-Rex is guilty of this. Most battle rappers are guilty of this. Hey, you want to battle in, in Tennessee? Because them niggas is handing out checks for motherfuckers battling. All right, me and you going to battle in Tennessee. Yeah, them niggas rapping against each other. Yeah, them niggas battle rapping each other. But they're really just doing a performance together where they just so happen to be talking shit. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it don't feel like a battle rap. And, it, and see, that's what gets It me. feels like wrestling. Yeah, and, but the, and I was about to say that. That part that, feels like... And, there's an interview, and I hate to cut you off. There's a recent interview that Arsenal did where he talks about why he retired from battle rap. And he, and he said, that's the reason. Arsenal was like, even though I came up in the pre-written, in the, in the written era, excuse me. Arsenal says, and I'm paraphrasing, even though I came up in the written era, I came up in an era where there was competition. Yes. You didn't want to be in the same room with your opponent. Yep. You didn't want to talk to your opponent. You didn't smoke a blunt with your, oppo- uh, with your opponent. And you didn't you your opponent was you you was fighting this dude you didn't yeah. like this dude as long as y'all was battling. Mm-hmm. He said nowadays these niggas be going in on on rooms together and shit. Yep. Be on stage smoking weed together when the other nigga rapping. He passed the he passed the blunt to the nigga who ain't rapping. It's so much buddy buddy. I'm rambling, but as much as I love battle rap now, and I prefer it now more than back in the day. I'll just get that out. But as much as I love today's era of battle rap with money comes complacency and with complacency comes lackluster performances 
niggas don't have to rap to get money no more because they're getting money. Yeah, I'm, and but see, that's the, the thing. When you take a lot of it out, you take a lot of the funk out because a lot of the funk is what's going to mess with the promoters and it's going to mess with the... Uh, like, if you take... If it got too much the way it was, because, like, a lot of stuff that flies nowadays couldn't fly back then. You know, because these dudes, like I said, it wasn't... It was a lot of times... The, some of it came from people putting you up to it. Some of it came from people really trying to follow that whole thing of being the best and iron sharpens iron. You see what I'm saying? Um, but now that you've monetized it, it's almost like this had to happen. It had to happen because you it's know, still you, in a good place. Got, it's but, in a good place. You got to have, but it's not promoters. Exactly. Yeah, you got to have promoters and stuff like that. And you got to get WWE. Like these guys have become characters. You got to get WWE about it. They become characters now. You know, they become characters like they got slogans that do certain things. Like we said, um, what what is it? King of the Dot does best with selling merchandise. And stuff. I love. I it haven't seems even heard some of their rappers rap, but their merch I love. See what I'm saying? So I'm like, because the merch is my so My favorite witty. league, my favorite leagues are King of the Dot, RBE. Now URL is like the darling of the battle rap yep. world, and they're the ones facing a strike, right? And they are <laughs> under. They are facing a battle rap strike. <laughs> like, um, so I guess I'm in the minority. Yes. URL is not my favorite battle league. It's I'm one going. of them. But yes. it's not my favorite fucking battle. I'm league. going to battle URL as, as a scout. <laughs> strike. Yeah, they got an event coming up called the Strike 2.5. Yeah. Um, what was I about to say? Um, my favorite league is King of the Dot because I think King of the Dot encompasses what Fred and I like about battle rap in general. Because in King of the Dot, they're not afraid to say, "Okay, let's have a strictly." Freestyle battle rap. Yep. King of the Dot isn't afraid to say, okay, let's make you niggas rap over beats. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's have a compliment battle. Yep. One of the dopest con- concepts I ever saw in battle rap was Pat Stay versus Rome. They yep. had a compliment battle. Yes. And it was who could be the nicest to each other. And what was so dope about it, somebody actually lost that battle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. they were still battling. Ned Flanders is the champion. He has to let you know who's the nicest. So Ned King Flanders of the Dot is the nicest. He's the, nice. they 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 literally battled to see who was the nicest. Exactly. You get you get you're, the winner is a trophy of Ned Flanders handed to <laughs> you by Ned so Flanders. That would have been so fucking dope. That yeah, would have been like, so exactly. fucking dope. Ned Flanders hand you the trophy. Okay, Dokley MCs. Exactly. But yeah, um, King of the Dot. Fire. King of the Dot to me they encompass both eras. And you see the guys from the previous era in this league. Yeah. Thesaurus. No can do. Hasn't been there in a while, but he has battled on King of the Dot. Or I should say Grind Time, which they're pretty much the same fucking thing if you know your history. But anyway, I think in summary, what I'm saying is Fred likes the pre-written era. More real-time decision-making than rapping. I like both, but I lean more toward this new shit. In my opinion, King of the Dot combines both. URL doesn't do it as much. Hell, URL rappers to me, it's all written with them. Everybody's all written. I know. I get it. But King of the Dot, it, it, it seems more like the essence. Yeah. It seems more like the essence. Yeah. So. And, and that's what they go for being from Canada. Because Canada, when you get outside the country, the you know, and I'll say this, and then we can move on to our next yeah. topic. But when you yeah. get outside the country, they tend to go to the core of what hip hop is. 
England. And they're at England. Don't flop. That's Don't another flop. battle yeah, rap see. league. They yeah. had beef with King of the Dot for a yeah. minute. They they tend to get a little bit on the corny side sometimes. Yeah. But Don't Flop is another league. These niggas dialect. I forgot who it was. I dialect versus. I forgot who dialect was battling. But um, two English rappers. Don't Flop English based battle rap league. They had a um a battle where niggas was rapping on beats. Yeah. And whoever rocked the beat the best while talking shit to your opponent was the winner. Uh-huh. It was, it, it's the essence. It's closer yeah. to the essence. When, yeah. you go out, when you go across the pond or north of the United States of America, shit tends to get more backpacky. Backpacky. It yeah. tends to get more essence-like. Yeah. That's it. So, and that, that's how we feel about it. So, really, as you can see, we both kind of like it, but we like it for our different, different reasons and you know, though I veer toward nostalgia, that still doesn't take away me actually appreciating what these guys do and the work they put in and the fact that they can get paid now. And I love that. I love that. I love my people getting paid, uh, you know, for this hip-hop shit. Yes, uh, sir. Now, um, Nicki Minaj and uh, yeah. Cardi fucking B. Yeah. It seems to be there can only be one top woman in rap uh, at one at any particular time. Like now I know in the 90s There was a time Especially when it was like Less about selling sex Like but it's after Little Kim hit There can only be this One vixen woman But everybody You know And then there's All the other Female MCs Like before There was Little Kim And the super vixen status Of like You know I'm selling sexuality You know You had MC Light Queen Latifah uh, Miss Melody uh, You know Uh Moni Love, uh, Moni Love, uh, Medusa, um, Jean Grey, um, uh, Bahamadia, all of these people, they were out at particular. I could keep going. There were like a lot of women, they were just dropping, dropping at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And it was no big deal. Like um, women MCs were out there. Out. Exactly. You know, Fem those, C's, as they call yeah, MCs, yeah. So there was like tons of them. And you just really didn't. You know Think about it One way or another uh, Did they really cut the same swath All the time As their male counterparts Nah Hip hop has always been A sausage party When it came to that I mean, um, It's fucking sexist It's Yeah Yeah it is it's, It always I has hate, been I hate to bash yeah. Hip hop is a male dominated Art form And it is sexist And I'm saying that shit Begrudgingly Because I love hip hop so much And I don't I just don't want to say it, but I yeah. got to keep it 100. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, a female act is a novelty. Outside of her being a sex symbol, a female act is a novelty. And um, it seems as if you can only have one novelty at a time. Yeah, especially when they switch over to that. When it's just switched over to... And, the, and, and I think a lot of that is, you know, you got age... And you got a lot of other things Like cause you know Little Kim Of course she's gone through her unfortunate She's had some issues with plastic surgery And we obviously know that Somebody should have told her she was a beautiful black woman I know because she was fine the way she was with me I don't It's like a round away girl You know what I'm saying Everybody knows a little Kim Then you move forward And you know you had Foxy Brown And so him, her and little Kim They had their situation And I don't know if that ever got resolved And that Wash them away Then you move forward You had Trina Who was Trina's counterpart At the time I know Lil Chat came out But Lil Chat wasn't On the level I want to say Trina And 
Jackie O might have gone at it. Yeah, something like that. And Trina might have even gone at it with that my neck, my back, yeah. lick my ass and my crack. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She might have gone yeah. at it with that shit. Yeah. And so when you do that type of thing, so they they go at it and then only one of them come out of it. And now we're in the modern era where you had even when um, Iggy Azalea was up for a second for doing that one pop song, you know, she got jammed up with all kinds of stuff and they took her down. And now here we are, Nicki Minaj, when she rose to prominence, you know, first they tried to put her against Iggy, you know what I'm saying? And that kind of went the way it went. Then you moved on and you get to Cardi B. Cardi B finally has some staying power, some whatever through. And now it's Cardi B versus Nicki. And I don't know. I know some of this comes out of personal situations, like where, you yeah, know, maybe they both feel yeah. talking shit about a baby or something like that. See, I don't even know how real that is. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know. But that, that's what they said. But uh, Nikki's already addressed the, the fact that she didn't do that for real. And all this stuff. But that's what happens, though. Because like, when you got a bunch of weed carriers and stuff like that, a lot of these stars, especially these hood stars, they listen to their weed carriers. Basically, somebody that's from your entourage is whispering in your ear. <laughs> Yeah, they said it. They said it. They said it. And like, I never, I never respect that. I'm like, look, man, I, I don't want to hear what you said to somebody else because if you didn't say it directly to me, that already told me what you was. My question is, why did they feel comfortable saying it around you? That's a bigger question. Or did they just not know you were there? I'm not really gonna worry about that. Whatever somebody is not coward, coward enough not to say. But so, basically, I feel like that's how that type of thing builds up. You know what I'm saying? And like hip hop is already competitive. Then you add that small piece of cake that's even smaller for a female artist. Yep. So now you got all these female artists fighting for one crown. And it's all like I said, it's already competitive. Yep. It just breeds a jealous there can only be one type of attitude. Exactly. Exactly. Niggas do it. Yeah. But women do it even more because they really feel like, hey, it ain't too many of us, so we got to fight it out. This town ain't big enough for the both of them. Yeah, I got to be the sex symbol for the moment, yada, 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 and all this other stuff. And it's like, it's kind of like, that's kind of like not good to me. I'm like, there's so many other, um, you know, women that are MCs that are, that are great and that need to be heard like no name and, you know, and people like that. You know, I would like to hear more of that. Seamus, I like Seamus, even though yeah. she's, uh, you know, she's, you know, she's different. Um, yeah, what is she? Um, Metroid. The yeah. whole thing uh-huh. is Metroid. That's dope. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Rhapsody, of course, because somebody had. And she's to... named after the chick from Metroid, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Seamus. Yeah. And um, Rhapsody, who again dropped one of my favorite albums last year, and a lot what of people. Uh, Rhapsody had, um, uh, not Royal, but. Uh, it's, the name's gonna escape me because I was asked immediately. So excuse my unprofessional life. Wasn't manner. it something about her mama? Yeah, yeah. But um, I just never liked the state of female hip hop. I'm not saying I've never liked female hip hop because I've always liked female hip hop. But I've never liked the state. I've never liked how they've been forced to fight over that one piece of cake. I've never been. Li- I've never liked how female MCs have been forced into sexualizing their careers and themselves. Jean Grey 
and Rhapsody are the best examples. Jean Grey, Rhapsody, MC Light are the best examples, just to name a few, of female MCs. Because... And hold on, the, the break in, it was Layla's Wisdom. Layla's Wisdom, that was a dope-ass album. And the one before that was dope. Yep. She ain't never put out a bad album. Maybe we can do a Rhapsody show later on in the future, yeah, but exactly. she ain't never we put out need, a bad album. We need to give Rhapsody album. some love. Because like I was arguing, and I'm going to let you finish your thought about that. I was talk, telling somebody online... That they were just talking about how oh Cardi B is this and that I'm like, and how he's it, it, she's better than Rhapsody and I was like, how? First of all, you can't make that comparison. You can't make that comparison. Secondly, that she's two, not. She's not. But you but know, you can't yeah, make that comparison. Make that first they're two, of all, two, doing two different things, and they do that to rap all the time. And I feel like that's that's insulting. like comparing a Lincoln Town car to a fucking Mustang. Exactly. Like they two different cars made for two different yeah. audiences, two yeah. different reasons. Yeah, exactly. How about a Mustang and a Camaro is a better comparison? Exactly. Exactly. So Nikki and Cardi B are better comparisons. Nikki and Cardi B are better comparisons. Yeah. But um no, but what I was saying was the state of female hip hop to me has never been good because they've been forced to sexualize themselves and sell pussy through music, which I like it. That has a place. I'm not saying you should stop doing that. I am Professor Nasty, for example. Yes. But emeritus. Emeritus. But the best example of female MCs, just to name a few, would be a Rhapsody and an MC Light and an Eternia and because they are MCs first. Yes. For example, male MCs aren't asked to be sex symbols first MC second why are females MCs asked to be sex symbols first and MC second sometimes not even MCs at all yeah it's almost like if you're a female just look good and talk about sex and and you can be su- successful in the game yeah I'm not gonna shit on that concept completely because I like to, to buy the sex that they're selling yeah. but Rhapsody is an MC. I don't feel like she's using her sexuality to get a leg up or exploiting her own sexuality and femininity. She's an MC. She raps from the same perspective for the same reasons as her male counterparts. Whereas your little Kims, your Trinas, your Nicki Minaj's, they rap from a sexualized place again i like it not hating on it but all i'm saying is it shouldn't just be Mm one-sided every rap chick that comes out on a mainstream level we already know the underground they don't do that as much yeah but every female mc that comes out on a mainstream level is pretty much gonna be a beautiful chick who's talking about how beautiful and sexy she is yeah that's good, but we need more Rhapsodies. We need more MC Lights. We need more Eternias. We need more, what's that chick's name? Gifted Gabby. Yeah, yeah. We need more chicks like her. Yep. They just rap. And they're still feminine. The opposite of that, the opposite of a Nicki Minaj, the opposite of a Trina would be the brat. Yeah. Where you try so hard to be a nigga, where you lose all your femininity. I like it. She's one of the best females of all time, but you don't necess- We don't necessarily need that either. You know what I mean? Because the brat is more young ma, without the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. A young ma. Is it ma? Shit. The, am I saying young ma is the brat without the lyrics? Yes. Even though ma can go. Yeah. Ma can go. It's just that the brat was a was a, a better MC. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is this: I'm not saying that. 
being an over-sexualized porn star rapper is bad. I'm not saying that being an over-masculine female hyper-testosterone rapper is bad. I'm not saying that. We need them both. But in order to have balance, you also need that Rhapsody chick, who is a perfect combination of both. Because Rhapsody can be as sexy. Jean Grey can be as sexy as a Trina, but she can also rough it out like the brat. Yeah, they ride that line down the middle because they're human beings that have multiple sides. Yeah. They're not just this caricature caricature of what you think a female MC should be. Yeah, um, if you get one side too strong that sways one way or the other, it makes the game stale. Yeah, that's true. So you gotta have people like this because even Missy Elliott has a place to play. Yeah, and Missy Elliott is down the middle. Yeah, she's right down the middle. Not necessarily the sexiest chick. Yeah. Missy is down the middle. Yeah. We need to do a Missy show. Matter of fact, we need to do a female MC show where we show love to Missy and Rhapsody and Trina and yeah. Nikki. Female hip hop is mostly a one trick pony. Yeah, it's, it's well it's been forced to be. It's and overshadowed. It's, been forced to be. it's like it's overshadowed like like Boom Bap has been overshadowed by this modern dance stuff. You know what I'm saying? The modern dance elements that came out of uh the triplet flow. Yeah, so that's you know, so we got those two things, and so I mean that's pretty much where we stand. But I, I, you know, I was saddened by the whole thing. Um, Nikki was bothered by the whole thing, and she's right about the fact that hey man, we got to knock this mess off because people get killed behind this, and people need to get money, and this is not the way we need to do this. So Nikki kind of called whatever on it. I don't know where it's gonna go from here, but that was a thing. So we we can go on to our final topic, Eminem. Eminem, I just want to say, I am being fatigued. I got Eminem fatigued. Like this battle, and it's just started. It just started. But what I, this is what I got fatigued for, guys. Eminem, of course, answered it. And as if you've been paying attention to grown ass man hip hop, Joe did kind of a. Um, uh, I did my grown ass man monologue on the yes. kill shot song. Yes, he did. And you know, so I'm not gonna kind of beat a dead horse on that one. One thing I wanted to just kind of say is I don't want to talk about Eminem every show and we talked about that because of the simple fact that it's like the reason why this is lasting longer than it probably normally would or it would be kind of encapsulated everybody is taking this time to go after Eminem I feel because MGK answered him in such a way because MGK answered him in such a way you know it made a guy that felt felt like he was so invincible and nobody would dare say anything. Now everybody has got drunk a whole bunch of courage juice and decided to run out here and start trying to get, seize on this moment and say, I'm going to dogpile on him too. So it's almost like you got the guy who everybody was afraid of. Some guy finally punched him, right? Now he knocked him out or nothing. He just punched him. And... So now all these people are like, yeah, and he better not say nothing about me neither. And, and now everybody's in on it and making little slights and talking they trash and threatening to do songs and doing all this other stuff. I even saw that Ja Rule had said something the other day, and I was just like, and I know they got bad blood from back in the day with him and him, but I'm still sitting up here looking like, why are we doing this? Like, Dude, like it's, it's fake. It's fake. Not everybody is fake, but everybody wants to take their chunk of flesh out of Eminem because it's the marketable thing to do. Yep. 
It's the popular thing to do. It's the cool thing to do. It's the trendy thing to do. And it's fake. It's not fake with everybody. But a lot of people are just jumping in this whole Eminem, MGK beef because they can and it's the fun thing to do, man. I, I don't I don't like it. Listen, I feel Eminem ain't as good as he used to be. Yeah. He ain't as creative as he used to be. He's falling off. Um he doesn't interest me the way he used to. So I get it. Eminem is an easy target right now. Even with all that being said, I still think that Eminem was one of the best MCs to ever bless the mic. Yeah. And even with a fucking relapse to fuck up his legacy, even with a revival to fuck up his legacy, I still think he's one of the best artists that we've ever had in hip hop. I can look at him and tell the truth when he's not doing as good because right now this second half of his career since 2004 he hasn't been doing good so i can tell you the truth i'm objective enough to say he's the greatest rapper of all time or one of them i'm objective enough to say that eminem is one of the greatest rappers of all time but i'm also real enough to say that he's dropped the ball a lot that's not bandwagoning that's just me keeping it real and i've been saying that shit before the mgk fred has been saying that shit before the mgk beef my whole clique and a lot of people we know have been saying the flaws of Eminem before the MGK beef. But it's a lot of niggas coming out the woodwork hating on Eminem and dogpiling and picking on Eminem because that's what everybody else is doing. And that's some bitch ass shit. Yep. And that's it. That, I mean, that's really my 411 on that. I, I'm just, I'm tired of that. I mean, I'm I, like when I see somebody like you didn't punch the dude straight up for real, for real. And didn't take the time to say anything um, when he was kind of just floating along. Then, and I'm going to interrupt you on purpose, on purpose because this is important. MGK's diss, Rap Devil, is better than Killshot. Yeah. He showed that Eminem can bleed. And now you niggas want to come out the woodwork and diss Eminem. Or talk shit about Eminem. Yeah. Or over critique Eminem. Maybe the Grown Ass Man podcast has or hasn't been guilty of that as well. I think we're more honest than than biased or whatever. Yeah. But maybe we have, maybe we haven't been guilty of that. Once MGK showed that Eminem can bleed, that's when niggas started coming after Eminem. Oh yeah. That and and of course the bad album. The bad album revival. And MGK making them bleed. That's when people started coming out the woodwork. It feels like you're kicking the man when he's down. Yep. That's some bullshit. And I'm going to toot my own horn. I'm going to toot Fred's horn. I'm going to toot Lawrence G's horn and Jonathan Crane's horn. The latter two aren't here. I'm going to toot the whole click grown-ass man podcast's horn. Sounded a little homo was tooting horns pause. around this motherfucker. Pause. That's a pause moment. We have to, we know we have to do that because for our people in, in uh, New York, East Coast, yeah, they they can't handle that. That's a that. real pause moment because yeah. I don't want to toot you niggas' horns too goddamn. Yeah, hey, look, hey, in the East Coast, they can't handle that. But my point is, I'm a big up my whole crew because we were real enough before we knew who the fuck MGK was to objectively say Eminem has dropped the ball in these areas. 
I gotta give also gotta give props to Ja Rule because when it wasn't popular, when Eminem was seen as a god, he went at Eminem. If you come at Eminem right now, is you just doing it to make your career yeah blow up, and you're doing it because you see that maybe he's not as good as he used to be. Yeah, that's not cool to me. And me neither. And see, that's what that was my thing. I was just like, man, can we can can I get a get a rest on the Eminem dissing? And being in media as we are at the grown ass man hip hop show, from a content point, from a creativity point. You just get tired of talking about the same thing every show, day that, in and day out. And that's what I was saying. That's why I said, I'm, I, unless something amazing happens. Yeah, we're burnt out on Eminem because Eminem has took up the news cycle. He is the in the hip hop internet cycle. news cycle right now, exactly. like Fred Freeze just said. He had the, the the three or four interviews that came out with Sway, which were dope. He had the disses going back and forth between him and MGK. Royster 59 chimes in and says, if anybody else chimes in on this beef, I'ma light your ass up. So that Cro- means we're gonna get light lit up. Crooked Eye and Joe Button have been going back and forth debating. It's been a lot of shit just orbiting around Eminem. And it's interesting. Yeah. Some more than other others. But um at any rate, it's so much shit going down that it's like I like the way Joel Ortiz is just over there making music. I think he Joel just Joel is chilling Yeah Joel's like I'm trying to get this check He ain't got shit to do with it man. Yeah So And see that was my dude Eminem burnout Is on the horizon Yes It's the point where yes. I'm here I can't handle it I'm done Like I told people Unless something amazing happens I'm not saying nothing else about it I'm gonna just chalk it up To everybody's dogpiling on right now And we just gonna leave it at that and That's what it is Yeah so so that that's pretty much it. So you got anything else? Cause I'm 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 pretty much I'm all out of info. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this has been another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I am Joey Burnham. And this is your boy Fred Freeze. Tune in. Fuck with us in the future. Peace. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast?